Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today I want to talk about Halloween and what are we going to do for Halloween. So this is going to be really short, sweet and spicy, I hope, because I just want to know, what do you think about Halloween? Are we even going to have a Halloween this year? Because think about it, in the era of social distancing and wearing a mask, I think we're all kind of masked up already. So we're not even representative of our true selves. So how are we going to do Halloween? So I want to talk about that this morning because when I woke up this morning, I was like, it's getting closer and closer to Halloween. Today is the 19th of October. So it's only a couple more days until October 31st. And frankly, I don't even know, maybe just maybe we'll have snow by the end of this month, depending on where you are, depending on how the snow comes down from Canada. Look at me looking at Canada. Canada, here's to you not sending snow for Halloween. (laughs) Because seriously, you have to ask yourself the question. What will Halloween look like? Is it going to, you know, are we going to social distance? How about if you go to trick or treat, yeah, and you're picking up candy, how are we going to distribute the candy? Because we're not supposed to social distance our touch. So I want to talk about that. So how are you all doing today being Monday the 19th? Uh, We're uh, obviously talking about this and trying to ignore the politics of the day. I don't know about you, but did anybody shut down from politics this weekend? I did. It kind of, it kind of, it's inescapable in the sense that you have alerts on. I literally shut down Twitter. I did not go on Twitter. I mean, it was just like overwhelming because it's almost as if our politicians are out of control. It's almost as if the president has completely lost his mind. He has forgotten that he's the president. He has forgotten he's the president of all these United States. And I can't take it anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm I'm just inundated with the negativity. It's too much negativity coming from him. So it's not helping any of us. A couple of days ago, I did a show on depression. And I talked about it, and people are relating to it because a lot of us are trying to cope with our everyday situation. Imagine if you're at home and you're about to lose your house, you don't have a job, your job left, your unemployment is running out. Some states, depending on what state you live in, they're not reauthorizing it. So the question you really have to ask yourself is, so what am I going to do? And then you're looking at the political rhetoric. And you're like, I don't even know. Then you want to vote, but you had to move. So you don't even know where your ballot is. So you can't go back to your old address to get your ballot to get to because you had, oh my God, it's just too much. Then you have sick family members. Tomorrow we're going to do a show on on who takes care of our family members. Because there are some of us who still, in spite of our job losses, in spite of what's going on in our world, we still have to take care of our family members. So you you you. This is me. I'm like, there's a lot going on, frankly. So am I going to sit back 
And I'm like, well, you know what? Halloween might just be the distraction we need. Don't you think? So for me, I plan to be Wonder Woman. Don't say a word. <laughs> I'm getting my Wonder Woman costume. Please don't let it be sold out because I don't have one yet. Normally, I don't dress up for Halloween, but I enjoy seeing everyone else do it. But this year, I, I think we all need to face some sort of alternate reality. Just before November 3, just before November 3, let's have a moment of levity where we literally sit back and just laugh a little bit. Can we just go back to that where we would share jokes on social media and we would share, remember all those memes we used to share that were hilariously funny and hella funny. Can we just go back to that for just a few moments? Let's ignore the politics of the day. I live in Michigan, so I want to forget that there was a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor. I want to forget, I want to wake up thinking she's safe, all our elected leaders are safe, and that we are safe. So for just a few minutes, what Halloween is going to do, Halloween is going to give us a space in which we are just American again, when life is normal, and all we have to worry about is the distribution of candy and what costume we're going to wear. I would really just like that, wouldn't you? I really would. I think, we, I think it would do us a world of good to focus just on Halloween. So I'm going to put on my costume and I'm going to come and pose before the camera. And I'm going to do a Zoom thing maybe. Yeah, we can do a Zoom thing. And everybody just show up and say, you know what, I just put on my face. Maybe we just wear a mask for some of you who are anti-maskers, <laughs> who don't want to wear a mask. This is your opportunity to wear a mask. You can actually wear a mask and not be yourself for Halloween. Look at it this way. You can also pretend to be a domestic terrorist for Halloween. For the love of God. Yeah. Why, why don't we do that? Just pretend. Yeah. Instead of showing up on election day with your weapons and trying to intimidate people who are legally voting because that's what they're supposed to do. Just do that on Halloween and just pretend, right? Right. Just give us all a break <laughs> for the love of God. We just want to be normal. This is how you know people don't have a life. You know how you know they don't have a life? They don't want you to have levity and to have enjoyment and amusement in yours. You ever know, this is the thing with people who are extremists. I've always found that they never smile. I used to say to them, do they have fun? Like, do you go to the theme parks? Like, do you go to dinner? Do you hang out with your friends and talk and just shoot the breeze for no other reason than just shoot the breeze? Do you just pick up the phone and call someone for no other reason than to share a joke or a laugh? This is the thing I've found with extremists. They don't have a life. If they were having fun and they had a life, you wouldn't find time to be sitting there plotting and scheming. Look at the president. He's having so much fun. He wants it to go on forever. He doesn't want to think about the fact that he won't ever have the power of the presidency to curtail his fun because life for him has been one long party. He's the one having fun, and he wants you to pay for it. So he's telling you all kind of foolishness, so you do it. But, and you're sitting there on your mountaintop in your cabin, listening to a man who is having a hell of fun, who has everything he could want in the world brought to him on a platter. 
and you are plotting dangerous things while he's having fun at your expense. Now, think about that. Who looks like the fool? Last night, I was watching this film on MSNBC called The Way I See It. And it was very poignant. I mean, some of the stories were very moving. It featured the Obama presidency and the, how he makes decisions and what, did, what was he like when he wasn't being president. It also featured some snapshots from Reagan that we've never seen before that kind of humanized Reagan. Because when people become presidents and so on, we kind of elevate them to another level, uh, another dimension, where they're no longer human. They're kind of like what we want them to be. We project onto them what we want them to be, right? So we esteem them so highly and put them in a camp where they can't, they're, they become infallible. They can't even make a mistake. Wrong, wrong, wrong every time. So one of the things that emerged is President Obama is the president. Apparently, we don't tell everybody, but we treat our presidents like a king. So <laughs> President Obama is in the, had walked into the Oval Office, and apparently his uh, butler, or uh, his major drama, we should call it, uh, brought him uh, a hot towel. You know, like when you go to the spa, and if you've ever gone for any kind of spa treatment or so on, one of the treatments afterwards is after they've done all the stuff to your face and your body, they put a hot towel on you. It's usually warm water, or they take it out of the oven or whatever. It's usually so soothing. It's so satisfying. Well, there's President Obama standing fully dressed in, his, in the Oval Office, surrounded by a lot of people, and his private uh, manservant, his manservant brought him on a tray a wet, warm towel. And apparently it was a bad day. He was having a bad day. And the way he put it on his face, you could just see him just feeling all the tension go out of him. This is why Trump does not want to leave the presidency, because apparently he didn't have that in his private life. But in the presidency, he does. He also has someone who tastes his meals for him before he eats it. So he, do, he doesn't want to leave that kind of life. So here is Joe Blow sitting out here being very dissatisfied that he has to cook his meal, whether he makes it from moose or roadkill or whatever, and he has to go figure out how to drive his PT cruiser with, fat, with four fat guys, fat white guys in a PT cruiser with guns, going to jump out and hold anybody up. And the rest of us drive big ass SUVs. <laughs> Man, you see that stuff? You just use your SUV and back him into a corner and push him over a bridge. I'm telling you the truth, right? Can you just believe that? And I'm like, dude, you don't have a life. If you had a life in which things were happening for you and you have purpose, you would be like the rest of us now planning what's going to be for dinner today. Maybe I should bake some cookies. Maybe today's the day I make tomato basil soup with some Italian bread. So it wafts through the house and when it wastes through the house, it just smells so glorious, right? Maybe today's the day. Now, maybe I make brownies tomorrow. Maybe today's the day I go shopping. Maybe today is the day I get to live out my purpose. I am so incredibly blessed. And so I am just so blessed. I'm not lucky. I am blessed. Luck has got nothing to do with it. I am just blessed that I get to live in my skin, in my body, and be healthy. 
And I'm looking at you, the loser, sitting up there in, in a cabin without heat. You have to use butane heat or kerosene oil for heat or whatever you do or go chop down firewood to make it. That does not appeal to me. I like modern conveniences. At the flip of a button, I get heat. Voila, I get heat. I like putting my clothes in a washing machine that does the physical work of washing. I like to put my, my dishes in a dishwasher, and it does the washing. I like the automated things to clean the floor. I love it. I love modern conveniences. So I, don't, so I feel like the reason some of us are so dissatisfied is because you don't have any life. So be like, be like me. Let's start planning the rest of us who are engaged. Let's plan life. There's nothing wrong with buying a bottle of port wine. And I know this part of, part of the thing with extremist religion, to be honest with you, is extremism does not want you to be happy. So extremism compels you that you shouldn't engage in any activity that produces amusement or laughter. You're always supposed to be morose and sad all of the time. Meanwhile, the priest, the imam, and the, 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 the rabbi, when they get home, they put their feet up and laugh and plan their next jet-setting lifestyle trip. They drink their wine. There's nothing wrong with drinking some wine some red wine. You're not drinking it to be abriated. You're drinking it to relax so you sleep better. Do you know in some cultures in Europe, they don't have dinner until 8 p.m.? So they have a day, right? All their days and they have a CS where you go home at a certain time and you stay away from work, you have lunch, and you have a CS. Those places have lower rates of cancer and lower rates of stress. You used to be until they start eating bad food, you know, the processed food, right? But at the end of the day, when they do sit down to have dinner, especially in Latin countries like Italy, Portugal, and Spain, and France, well, France is not Latin, but traditionally Latin countries, the culture used to be you'd have a glass of wine with dinner. A glass of wine settles you. It calms you down. There's nothing wrong with drinking it. You're not drinking it to be stone cold drunk running from a party or hanging out. Do you see what I'm saying? Have a glass of wine. It chills you, man. Some people like to have a glass of wine and then they go smoke. Some people like to have a brandy in a snifter glass and inhaling the flavors of it. These, there's nothing wrong with experiencing the pleasures of life. I keep saying this to everybody. If you're just going to live like a vapor on the earth, do nothing with your life, and then just be angry all the time and just be sad and depressed, you're going to have a miserable life. You're going to be miserable. Have a purpose for your life. Why am I here? Certainly your purpose can't be to live in a cabin and plot to kill someone else who seems to be having a good life. Leave the governor alone. She worked real hard, really hard for what she has. She's an accomplished woman. She gained her accomplishments by working for it. She went to school. She went to college. She went to law school, and then she worked. She built herself up. She built up a base and a support that could carry her to the governorship. She's also credible and a capable leader. She demonstrated that during COVID-19. Maybe what you're resenting 
is her accomplishments are shining in your face and you look at yourself and you're like, duh, I don't have anything. It's not too late to start. But the way to start is probably not going to be pulling a gun out on the rest of us. But maybe you could start with Halloween. Yeah, put on a Halloween costume. And just for the fun of it, for no other reason but to just have fun. Let me tell you a story. This year has been the most trying year ever. It has pushed us all to lengths and depths that we never thought we could get to. If you look around all of us today, you recognize that we remain. So we must have a purpose because 208 and 20,000 people have died from COVID. That does not include the number of people affected, impacted with infections. That's 8 million and counting. That's just here in America. It does not include the ramifications of people's lives, how our lives changed. We don't go out to eat something we used to enjoy. We don't hang out. We can't go to sporting events or concerts in the spring and the summer and the fall festivals that we like because those events have now become what we call super spreader events. Right? People like to go to rallies and, and so on where they feel trumped up and we can't go to TED Talks and all the other stuff that are an accompaniment to life and are a complement to life. You, you, we've so, and this is why I don't like extremism in any form, whether it's extremism in politics or extremism in, extremism in religion. Extremism in politics is what tells you that just because you're white, that means you need to go and create an alternate universe and an alternate reality that you feel defines you as a white man. You should only be the only person in, in the country who has the power. So you're going to find a way to do it. You have no qualifications. You think women are nothing. So how dare the governor tell you what to do because she's a woman, so she shouldn't tell you. That's because you were not raised properly. They didn't tell you to respect others. They didn't tell you. They told you only to respect men because even the woman who birthed you and the woman who stays at home with you and sleeps with you and cooks for you and washes your dirty underwear when you take it off on your dirty socks, you don't respect her either. So how are you going to respect a woman who looks like she's running things? The woman who is running things, how are you going to respect her? If it's not the governor, it's the doctor, it's the dentist, it's the one at the grocery store, it's the woman who is in charge of the hardware store that you go to, it's the woman who is in charge of your bank account. You're not going to respect her because you were never taught to respect her. You were told that males are superior. How? Superior what? You're stronger physically. You think different than we are. You're built anatomically different. But that doesn't mean that that is strength. And what is strength? Is strength just defined as physical strength? Baby, I can go to the gym and lift 35-pound weights, and I can outlift you. My children will tell you, a few years ago, my sister was moving, right? And they were trying to get a refrigerator through the door. And there were like three men pushing the door and couldn't get this out. And I was like, hold up. It was at the front door. The stairs going upstairs weren't far from the front door. That was just how that house was configured. I went to the stairs and put my legs to the fridge. 
and told them I'm going to push this. No, catch it. I moved the fridge with my legs. They were like, how? I said, because I build my muscles up. You're not using your muscles. I don't joke around. I don't smoke. I don't drink. My natural strength is there. So when you talk about physical strength, we got to talk about it relative to what? So when you say that you are stronger than a woman, let me ask you this question. Have you ever carried a baby in your belly? I know you have a beer belly, but it's empty. I'm talking about running around with a baby in your belly. Have you ever seen that? Imagine that you have to lay down and give birth to that baby. That means you have to open your body, open your legs, and with all the strength that is in you, push out another human being. That's strength. Then it doesn't stop there. After we give birth, we have to still get up, go take care of you and the other children. We don't have time and then go back to work. We don't have the luxury of sitting back and all day long just singing lullabies to the baby. No, life goes on. And then we have to go grocery shopping. So we are walking around with a thing, the, the carrier with a baby that we slap onto the stroller. And then we grocery shop, pushing the cart and the stroller all at the same time. And you wonder why women are the way we are. Then you have to go home and unpack the groceries, cook your dinner, pick the kids up, go to work and come back. That's strength. So while you're sitting there, oh, she's shutting down the stove. Plan something for Halloween. How about that? Plan something for Halloween that does not include fireworks, but that includes you distributing candy to your neighbors. Just be kind. Be nice. Be kind. Be sweet to someone else. Why can't we get back to the stage where we're just honorable like that, where we just have fun? I want to get back to the stage where this is Halloween scary season, and, you know, the wind is outside and the trees are so and all you want to do is curl up in your bed or curl up on your couch with your socks on. And I put my robe on some nights. And you're warm and cuddly. Last night, I tell you the honest truth, I started yawning from 8 o'clock. 7.30, I was, I was done. By 8 o'clock, I was yawning. 8.30, I was in bed with the comforters pulled up while I was watching movie. I was like, darn, this is so good. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? We need to get back to the state. There's a lot going on. Don't think that I don't have my issues. I have a myriad of issues. I could write them. If I were to start telling you what my problems are, you would die. You'd be like, well, well, what do you do? How do you cope? I posted a picture to my Facebook account recently, which was a kind of a throwback. And I was saying at the time when I, I took that picture four years ago, I was describing just a little bit of what was going on in my life. And people were like, I didn't know, I wouldn't have known. That's exactly the point. I was projecting that my future would be greater than the circumstances I was in at the time. Sometimes we have to freak it out and freak ourselves out and project that it is going to be better than it is right now. And I'm appealing to all of us, let's just stop and chill. We have just a few more days to Halloween. So while you're registering to vote, while you're making sure you're filling out the ballots the right way, Googling people, looking up what their platforms are, because they're all on the ballot for this November election, right? Whoever is on the ballot, look them up. 
while we're doing all of that, let's not forget to enjoy the season that is fall. October is a glorious transition in between time of the year. We're getting ready for winter, right? So we're getting ready to start wearing boots again. I had to, I pulled out my boots in, in September, out of sto- you know, pull them out of storage, make sure that, because at the end of every season, you clean them and freshen them up, right? And then you put them away. So when you pull them out again, they're ready. I pulled out my boots because I like wearing boots, especially this time of the year when it's still a little warm, but not so, but it's too cool in the mornings and then it gets cool in the evenings. I'll wear my fuzzy boots, my warm boots, because it keeps my body warm if my feet are warm. Do you see what I'm saying? So you get, we got to get back to the stage where we do that. You put on your warm fuzzies. How about that, ladies? And you can take your pictures and say, whoa, I'm going to be cute. I lost weight over the summer. This is what I'm going to look like. And you can drink your, start drinking your stuff, man. Make some eggnog or something. Don't wait for Christmas. Make some eggnog. Make yourself a nice warm beverage at night while you sit down and watch TV. Okay, so you don't have cable. Well, you can buy that antenna at ABC Warehouse for $40, the TV antenna. And there are some wonderful shows on PBS. There are some wonderful shows on the local cable, cable the local uh, network. You can find something. The point I'm making is it doesn't have to be all doldrummy all the time. Politics right now is dominating our conversations, dominating the news cycles. You can't follow them because they have to fill it up. And they have to look strong and fierce when they're delivering it because that's the way they make money. That's what their producers are telling them. You can't deliver it with a smile. Maybe if they delivered it with a smile, the rest of us wouldn't feel so out of control. That is not to say that things are not trending in a different way that we don't like. And just maybe we need a little brevity and we need a little levity before it gets so serious. November 3rd is breathing down on us. None of us know what's going to happen. We don't know. From what it is trending, it's not looking happy. So before we get to November 3rd and November 4th, why don't we take a chance, take some time out and start planning our Halloween costume? I think I want to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think I want to put on my Wonder Woman costume with a big W on the back and just, you know, chill and just be different. (laughs) That's going to be hilarious. My kids are laughing. And take some pictures. I look back. You know, there's this neat feature on my iPhone, on your iPhone, that it collates your pictures and groups them. Like it calls them eats. If you take a lot of pictures where you're eating, if you call them a lot of pictures where you are, you know, golfing, or if a lot of pictures where you're, you're, you're if you're a photographer, it, it collates them all and it plays music to it. A few nights ago, I was taking some pictures. One, apparently, I took some pictures at home, and I was photobombing my daughter most of the time. And it created that memory. And it was hilarious. And there I was. I was looking at my eyes, and I'm like, why is the joy from my, my lips not following my eyes? And it's something that I have been doing for myself. I'm like, I'm looking at my eyes, and I'm like, my eyes aren't laughing. That means my soul is sad. Why is my spirit sad? And I said, nah, we can't live like that. I have lived too long. 
and I have lived not to owe it to myself to be happy. I don't care. The people who hurt me, the people who did bad things to me, they're not going to get my victory. And they're not going to sit back and watch me look sad. They are going to sit back and watch me live my life in spite of every wicked thing that they did. You have got to look at the stuff that happened to you as weapons that they came for a purpose and were designed to make you die. They were designed to kill your joy. And you have to say to yourself, there's a better way to live. You have to say, just like the governor, do you see, does she look like she's fainting? Is she hiding under a rock? Is she hiding behind some big, tough state troopers? Now, she's out there in front of the camera calling it as she sees it. She says, frankly, I'm here to do my job, and I'm going to do my job. And look in her eyes. She is centered and self-actualized. She's full of, She ain't scared of not one of you all. You up there planning her demise. And this is her living her best life. That is what we should do. Are you living your best life? Are you really? Think about that. Are you living your best life? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're way too sad. You're sitting there counting your pennies. Dude, let me help you out a little bit. We all, to some extent, are. You might not want to act on the inheritance you were given. Maybe they left you some land in the woods, and the forest. Maybe they left you even some land down south. Why don't you go plant some timber on it? A few years ago, I came across a family who live here in Detroit whose ancestors came from Georgia. Much to my shock and dismay, they have been landed gentry for a long time. Their ancestors came to Detroit in the 1920s and 1930s. And when they came here, they had owned land in Georgia. So I said, stop right there. So this property you own in Detroit, it's not the beginning or end of it. No. So you own land. So you still have the land in Georgia. They broke up pieces of the land. So I said, you, how many acres are we talking about? It said 120. This was me. You own 120 acres in Georgia. I said, well, what's on the land? And she said, well, we have timber. I said, dear God Almighty. I said, you're up here joking off and acting the fool while your family has 120 acres of land in Georgia with timber on it. So this was me. Do you like me? And I said, mm-hmm. I said, well, we'll put my name on the deed too. And they started laughing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I said, you have 120 acres of land that some of which have timber on it. And you're up here jacking off. And they're like, well, what would you do with it? I said, I ain't telling you. That's for you to go find out. But I would not be up here jacking off. <laughs> I'd get me a loan on that land. I'd go farm that land. I'd sit, I said, you do what with it? They, I said, Jesus, tell me where in Georgia this species. Let me go look it up. I kid you not. About a year later when I saw them, they said that they, one of them had actually returned to Georgia. <laughs> she went back to Georgia to live near where the land is so that she could take control of it and start figuring out what the family is going to do with it. I said, all right there. I said, okay. Now we're, that's a step in the right direction. We're moving positively forward. I guess they just needed someone else's perspective to see how that pans out. But 
you you got to look at things in a different way, y'all. You aren't living up there in the mountains thinking I, you don't have anything, but you've got land somewhere in mid-Michigan, somewhere in northern Michigan. Why don't you go find some ways in which you can harvest that land? Even look at it this way. Make a plan. It doesn't mean that the plan is going to be activated tomorrow. I didn't get to be myself when I woke up one day and had a dream. I had to plan it out. Make a plan and say, okay, I'm going to go work here, build up my credit so I can get a loan so the banks will even talk to me, and then go over there, and then I can go take the land and do some, and take possession of it. Possession. Own it. It makes you feel better, and it empowers you. It also gives you purpose for living. Because if every day you tell yourself, I'm working towards this, I'm, I'm doing all I can to get to this, it gives you purpose. Even on the days when they try to tear you down, even on the days when they tell you you're not doing anything and you're not moving forward, this is going to help you. You just stay out of the liquor, stay out of the drugs, watch the negative people around you. Sometimes, seriously, sometimes negativity is not all the negative people don't always come in doom and gloom. You know that. Sometimes negative people come in the form of people who lead you astray, in the form of people who have bad ideas. It always seems like a get-rich-quick scheme, right? I'm not talking about pyramid schemes where if you buy this product and so on. That's not necessarily a get-rich-quick scheme, but somebody comes up with some idea that looks like it is faulty. It might even end up being a problem. They quickly assure you it's not going to be a problem, and the next thing you know, you find out later on that you got into a whole better trouble. Negativity isn't always someone who preaches doom and gloom. It's not always someone who says, well, I could do better. No, it's sometimes the people who you laugh with, but they don't have anything going on in their lives. This is why I tell people all the time. I surround myself with people who celebrate me and not those who tolerate me. If you're in my circle, that means you have something. When I say have something, you are working in your purpose. You're working on something positive that has a positive outcome. Whether you own your own business or you're a consultant or whether you are actively engaged in something, but you're not in my circle taking up my airspace and absorbing my, my positivity. No, we don't, we don't have that going on. One of the first things I ask people is, what are you doing? What your plans are? You know why I ask those questions? Because I want to know where, where do you think? Where is your mind space? Because I am constantly evolving and changing and moving. I have plans for myself. I have plans that are bigger sometimes. They're bigger than my capacity to handle them and execute them. That's how you know that they're real. So you're sitting there and you're like, well, they let me five acres, but it's mostly underwood and it's all forest. Find a way to go make that work. How are you going to do that? Well, you have to sit down and think and strategize. What is going on around you? How will that change industry? What kind of industries are around? Start thinking, doing some research. We have the internet available now to do it. Years ago, when I first came to Detroit, I came to Detroit from Florida, having been beaten up and abandoned and ruined. I had two children. My youngest child was 15 months and my oldest child was 12, 11 going on 12. I had no economy whatsoever. I had nothing, you all. I had no land. I owned no house. For the first time in my adult life, I did not have a home with my name on it. 
You know how much that bothered me? I couldn't even imagine. I moved into my mother's house because we it was a rush situation to escape the violence. And I could not begin to tell you how that impacted me. That for the first time in my adult life, I'm living in a house that I don't own. I'm living in a house that I have no agency on it. I have no interest in it because my name is not on the deed or the title. Bothered the dickens out of me. I couldn't imagine going to rent an apartment. I'm like, who lives in an apartment? I'm like, I don't do that. We live in a house. So I started looking for a house to buy and encountered what is called systemic racism in housing. I kid you not. It shook me up. The point I'm making is I had to reorient myself and say, we have to start somewhere. We're starting over. This is my new starting point. And from here on out, I had to have a plan for how I was going to arrive at my destination. I couldn't afford to give up or quit because I had two pairs of eyes looking at me. And I said to myself, the way I handle this is going to determine the way they handle adversarial situations in their lives. If I give up, if I turn to drugs, if I turn to, to, to men, if I turn to liquor, if I turn to promiscuity and going club hopping, well, that's how they're going to think life is. And it might damage them. They might not emerge better from their childhood. So I said, I got to change. I said, I can't live like that. So I embraced an ideology and a philosophy centered around walking and living in my purpose. It powered me up in the mornings. When on days when it wasn't always good, on days when I found myself having to live in my mother's house because adversity, tremendous adversity came my way. It's almost like, guys, I had to re-engineer myself. You think you're the only one out there who has had some setbacks in life? You think you're the only one who has ever had some kind of issues in life? You think you're the only one who has had to deal with being left, abandoned, having nothing and having to start over? Read my book, Through the Fire. And you get some kind of idea how the rest of us cope with these issues. I didn't take a gun and go shoot up my ex. I didn't go scratch his car or go slash his windows. I was too focused on the business of living. I was too focused on what do I need to do to get past this? How do I get past this? What out of me? Because the Bible says, out of my belly will flow rivers of living water. I was like, well, what kind of living water is going to come? My words have to be empowering. My words have to be strengthening. I have to enunciate and deliver in such a way that I do this. Do you see where I'm coming from, y'all? So we can't afford, because if I sat down and become mired in my circumstances and let my circumstances design my life for me, it would determine my outcome. And I couldn't let the pain rob me of my passion for living. I couldn't let the pain rob me of my purpose, as painful as it has been. We have all encountered situations that are extremely painful. People have walked out of our lives. People have left us jobs that we relied on for our basic everyday necessities have left us. We have all sat in our cars and cried. We have all gone to bed at night not knowing how tomorrow's outcome will be. We've all been there. 
Some of us have slept in abandoned places. Some of us have slept on floors with nothing. But that does not mean that's the end of this. I look around me today and I feel incredibly honored to be able to even talk to you about this. Because I feel that we're not, as much as the news of the day is trying to dictate our existence. Frankly, if you follow the news, there's no point in living. There's no point in getting up every day. Barely you can get up to go vote. I kid you not. They don't want you to focus on that. Yes, there's going to be some chaotic moments in the future. We, we, just like there have been chaotic moments in our lives, but we can handle it. We can deal with it. We've been there. Look at some of us with the stuff that you have had to survive and come through. But the news controls our thoughts and wants to tell us that you can't live, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's not true. That's not true. You can and you will. It's your will that determines that. You have to power yourself up. My kids tell me that I wake up in the mornings and I'm like, charge. And I, they say I literally come down the stairs like, good morning. And I'm like, no, I, I, I barely, I'm not a morning person. I really don't like waking up. I really want to get to the stage where I can sleep until 8 o'clock. It, it, Sunday morning, I slept until 10 o'clock, almost missed my podcast. And I can't begin to tell you how I felt. I'm like, finally. <laughs> Right? I kid you not. I kid you not. Because we have to get to the stage where we focus. So I just want to encourage all of us. I don't know about you, but today, take some time. Go online to Party City or one of those places and go buy your costume for Halloween. Even if all we do is hold a Twitter live where we are trick-or-treating with one another and we go knock on each other's doors by at somebody on Twitter at somebody on Facebook, tag somebody on Facebook, and just pretend for a few minutes that everything is all right. It's going to help us to deal with whatever comes after November 3. While the politicians are raging because it's important to them to control the operations of the day, to prevent themselves from landing in jail or just being dispossessed of the power, and being removed from the party. Imagine, I want to live like that. Don't you? Well, you don't have to pay for anything. They pay for everything for you, even your food. You don't have to pay your staff. Man, I need my house cleaned. I have to pay someone to clean. They clean it for you. You can hire people and you don't have to worry about who pays them. That's what they're working hard to keep. So they're going to do everything in their power to maintain that. Well, you and I are kind of at their mercy because we don't have the power that they have. But you know what we have power over? Me and you. So I know you're watching me. I know you're behind this camera and you're listening to me. So today, we're going to go online and we're going to hit up Amazon, www.amazon.com, www.walmart.com, www.target.com, www.evenhobbylobby.com. We're going to look for costumes. Are you going to click on putting it in your cart? Mm-hmm. And you're going to get that costume. And we're going to just forget about everything. And don't worry about being 
I know some of us have gained the freshman 15. Luckily for me, I lost weight during the pandemic because I actually could focus on what I was eating. <laughs> and I could, I worked out. And I was really worried about emerging from the pandemic with weight on. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> I, I was actually shocked that a few weeks ago I could get into some clothes that I couldn't get into before. I was like, we are rolling. Right? And I had to be just like you, dedicated to maintaining my posture and maintaining getting up and doing everything because it was good for me. Well, what is good for you right now is for all of us to get a darn good laugh. Don't you think we need a darn good laugh? We need a darn good laugh. And for the next 10 days, all we need to think about is what we're going to wear for Halloween and how we're going to look. And we're going to take the craziest photos. And we're going to load them up to our social media pages. And we're going to be, look at that. Because we need this levity for the days that lie ahead and what's coming. Because just like we're planning right now to laugh and to talk, there are other people who, who are so monstrous. They're just planning monstrosities because they don't have the joy that you and I have. Even though they have been subjected to adversity. They don't look at it the way you and I do. This year, some of us have lost family members. You realize how Thanksgiving is going to be different? Grandma is not going to be there. We're not going to get to enjoy grandma's mac and cheese, grandma's ham, grandma's pies. We're not going to get that. We're not going to get pop-up jokes and pop-up slipping us a little 20 and a 50 to the grandkids. We're not going to get to see our great aunt who is just alive of every family event, just have stories to tell and always just being there. We're not going to get to hear our friends and neighbors, those friends who meant the world to us, those friends we have lost due to COVID. We're not going to get to watch football. I can't get over that. The better place on football come Thanksgiving Day. Otherwise, it ain't going to be right at all. It's not even right right now. <laughs> I am suffering from lack of football. I don't have my Saturday feel of college football and my Sunday NFL. Oh, Jesus, help me somebody. Do you know how excited that used to make me? I've been cooking Sunday dinner <laughs> and watching the NFL. Oh, man, come on. Saturdays, I'm doing laundry. I'm watching college football, and I'm just as involved. You would think I'm in the stands. I am kid you not. Do not let our joy for living be wiped out and be swamped up in the negativity of those who are planning bad things. Let them stay in their corner. And just for a few days, for the next 11 days or so, let's just plan to have fun. Let's just plan what holidays are going to be like. I'm going to do a different kind of Thanksgiving this year. I'm doing a shrimp boil, a seafood boil for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm looking up recipes for like I'm you know lobster pasta or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still gonna do that. Let us plan for. I still gotta go to Victoria's Secret. Maybe I have to go online, but I'm running out of smell good stuff. Who, who find yourself needing to go have stuff delivered? Back in this in June, I buy a lot of stuff, and and it didn't get all delivered because it sold out. Because y'all are buying online like crazy, <laughs> right? And I need my smell good stuff. I need to smell like roses every day. Can't get my favorite fragrances. And then my kids pum, 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 use out all of theirs, then they come and rape me. Having daughters is not always fun. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's not always, it's not always fun. But let's get our joy for living back. Find a way to make it work for you. Whatever it is that's going to pull you out of the doldrums, because sometimes not even medication and antidepressants help. Find a way to focus on the big picture, focus on what's coming, focus on doing something good to make you feel like you have some control and some power and not some evil person always taking the power from you. Halloween is coming, y'all. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to be looking good in that Wonder Woman costume. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Harry Kimmick. Thank you for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. I highly recommend that you go to my website, harrykimmick.com. Get my book, Through the Fire. It will help you to understand why I choose to live the way that I do right now. Be blessed, everybody. Thanks so much. Be blessed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.